Buckle up, it's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. Boom! Matt Dietz. What's up, fellas? Matt. I suspect Dude, let's I yes. suspect that the that the uh the the title to this will have something about the deets. I think Give we us should the do deets. That. Yeah. Get the deets. The dirty the deets. deets. That they're cheap. Oh. <laughs> well, I it. like that one. Publish it. It's done. <laughs> you need that. You need a neon sign of that. I do right in your background. Dirty right. deets. Done dirt cheap. Dirt cheap. That's good. <laughs> Cue music, please. <laughs> Thanks for well, having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good Up from you, uh, blustery Idaho. Idaho. It's 55 degrees here, sunny. I should probably be on the golf course today, but yeah, but, that's uh, golf weather. I'd rather be with you guys today. Well, so. thank you. <laughs> yeah. I just came uh, back from Durango where it was at night, it was like 15 degrees. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. That's cold. chilly. Ooh. That's cool. Yeah. Was in a jacuzzi, so my head was frozen, and you know the rest was too hot. Balmy, yeah, balmy, <laughs> yeah. Where are you guys at? Tucson, Arizona. Oh, nice. Huntington Beach, California. Potentially right, Newport Beach, California. Oh, okay. Ooh. 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 Spoiler alert! <laughs> Spoiler alert! Awesome. So, well, welcome to the show. We start the show with a segment that we like to call. Speed breakers. Speed breakers. Speed, Speed breakers. breakers. All right. So <laughs> cue the clock, Mr. Jason. And Ooh. oh, I, I, I don't know if we really have, have the it. clock ready. <laughs> I, we've, yeah. I, th- I think that a record was a minute and four seconds. So if you can beat a minute and four seconds, you may win fabulous prizes. Okay. Right? I'm game. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Ever had a mullet. Oh yeah, I'm a good. Generation X. Graduated high school in '91. I had a good one. Like nice, I'd be playing with it all the time. Yeah. First crush. Yes. First crush. Mm-hmm. What was my first crush? God, um, that's a that's a good question. I think I had a I think I had a thing for. Oh, who was on? Brenda on nine hundred two one zero. Right. She oh. was. Yeah. There you go. Shannon Doherty. Yeah, yeah. Most embarrassing nice. thing your mom ever caught you doing? Oh shit! Um, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> my mom found. It, I, I guess it wasn't. I don't know. My mom found a pack of cigarettes in my jean jacket when I was in high school, and she she didn't she she took it out of my jacket and she put it on my dresser as a way mm. to be like like I'm on to you. So kudos on the jean jacket, by the way. Yes. Awesome. Gen X. Yes, we found <laughs> uh, one of those on the jacket. What's that? Any patches on the jacket? Uh, I had a Judas Priest patch on Ooh. the jacket. Amazing, phenomenal. Amazing. You yeah. win. I found uh, e-cig, an e-cig under my daughter's uh, mattress after she'd gone to school, and that's I did the same approach. I just left it yeah. laying out on her counter. Yeah, like we know, you. we yeah. know. Uh, she's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, thanks, you found it. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that that worked well. Uh, fastest speed ever driven. I did 120 through Montana when there was no speed limit in Montana. There you go. Ooh, I can see, that's funny. The, my gas, I could see my gas gauge going <laughs> down as I was driving that speed. <laughs> Hilarious. Favorite yeah. cereal. <laughs> Favorite cereal. I, I love Lucky Charms. Mm. Yeah. 
how many kids? They are magically delicious. They are. I have two kids. I have a 14 no, year old. Have boy. you made cry? Have you made cry? I'm sorry. Please wait till the end of the question. Oh, sorry. How many kids have I made cry? <laughs> uh, at least two. At least there two. There you go. <laughs> count Chocula or Count Dracula? Count Chocula. Mm, fastest mile? Fastest mile. I think I broke. I, I didn't start running till later in my career when my hair started going gray. So I think I broke seven minutes. Nice. Favorite yeah. flavor. Favorite flavor. I love, uh, I like peppermint. Peppermint. Ooh. Dogs or cats? Dogs. It's always dogs. Tacos or burritos? That's good. I guess it depends on the day. What's mm. Yesterday was Tuesday, so it would have been tacos. Taco uh, Tuesday. So, and so everybody's, everybody's favorite question, Trump or Biden? Uh, <laughs> you don't have to answer that. <laughs> Plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've made it through speed breakers. I don't think we set a world record pace on that one, but uh, right. it was pretty solid. All right, appreciate no, that. No, but that was uh, fantastic answers. Fantastic. Yeah. And you win with the Judas Priest uh, patch yeah. on your It was a jacket, free, so. freebie. Free win. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, I believe you have one last question. One last question. What was your first concert you ever went to? I mean, I think we all know the answer to that question. My first concert was what? Judas Priest. Boom. Cinderella opener for them. Breaking the law. Yes. Oh, oh wow. Breaking yeah. the law. That gets me excited. That is awesome. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> now, now did you, have, you had long hair at that time, right? Oh, yeah. The mullet was in full effect. Hockey did hair. you wear spandex to the show? No. No, no. Uh, gee, I was denim. We were denim, denim, and like you know, the black rock T-shirt was mm. all we needed. You know, so all you needed. Perfect. Yeah, it was great. Love it. Well, take us back from breaking the law to now. How did you get into insurance? Tell us that story. I'll tell you that story. So I've been an insurance. I've been uh, with my company. I'm a farmers agent. I've been with farmers uh, for 16 years now. Um, I worked in higher education for five years. When I, when I was in college, I didn't want to leave college, right? And so I got a job on a college campus for five years. I was a hall director. And so um, I actually had an opportunity to get a master's degree. Um, mm. I lived out in New York for a couple of years. So I got a master's degree in like leadership because that was supposed to open doors if I wanted to stay on campus and stuff like that. And then I moved out to Washington State, go Cougs. Um, and I worked at Washington State University for three years, which is where I met my wife. And um, she's from Idaho. So I followed her to Idaho because she was worth following. And um, we ended up getting married. And I took the first job that I could take down here. And I worked for Enterprise Rent-A-Car for three years. Mm. And that's where I learned that I could sell. I had a knack for sales at that point because I was selling their damage waiver at a very proficient rate. And um but I also learned that if I wanted to move up in enterprise, I, I would have had to leave Idaho and I didn't want to leave. There was really only one position left for me to go. And so my dad always told me, he's like, Matt, he's been, he'd been bugging me. He's like, Matt, you should look into insurance. You should, you should look into insurance. And I was always pushing him off. I don't want to be an insurance guy, you know, <laughs> but at this point I was looking for one last move. I wanted my career, you know? And so I was like, all right, dad, I'll, I'll, I'll look into insurance and, um, interviewed with a handful of companies and liked what they had to say. And I liked what farmers had to say most. And I said, I'll give it a shot. And I started my career as a farmer's agent and I've been there ever since. And so 
That's how so you I got started here. from scratch, right? Yeah, I'm a scratch agent, so it was tough. Take us through the first year. Yeah, what was that like? I mean, it was hard. You know, I didn't know anything. I, I'd never run a business before. Um, I didn't even. I, I'd been an employee my whole life up to that point, you know, and so I thought the guy that hired me was my boss. He wasn't my boss, you know. He's my he's my district manager. I'm my own boss, and it took me a while. So I did what I was a great agent because I did whatever he wanted me to do because I thought he was my <laughs> boss, you know. So I went to all his meetings and I did everything that he wanted me to do, and um, and he was a good he was a good trainer and a good DM, so that helped me out. But you know, the first year is all about like I didn't even know what I didn't know at that point, mm. so. I didn't know about marketing. I knew that all I needed to know was I needed to know how to make my phone ring. Like that was like my one line mission statement was make your phone ring. Mm -hmm. I remember this moment sitting at my desk where I was like, Hey, I got my shiny new computer and I got my phone and I'm in business, you know, but nothing was happening. I could stare at my phone all day. So I realized that I needed, I needed to do something. And so I ran to, do you guys remember these things? They were, they were called bookstores. Do you remember bookstores? Bookstores. Vaguely. Yeah, like Vaguely. way back in the day. It's not like a book. I ran to like orders and I bought like all these sales books. And so I learned everything I could about sales and marketing. And um, so my first year was really just like a crash course on marketing and sales. And so um, just learned as much as I could. I kind of, I, I there was an agent that I really respected. And I said, you're going to be my mentor and he was like, cool. And so I'd run all my ideas by him and kind of emulated what he was doing and found a way to make it work. So, yeah, mm. it was exciting. Nice. I caught what something back there. Sales off the back? Oh, you go. You go. You go. No, you go. <laughs> At the so same time. I caught something back there. I want to catch it, too. And then we'll go yeah. back. It, it's much lighter and a totally different subject. But you said um, you followed your wife to... Idaho because she was worth following. And I wonder if that was the best description of, of that. What would she think of that? I think she'd be happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> worth following. Okay. Well, luckily they don't listen. So yeah, right. <laughs> I might cut that clip out. And just, just send that story. Yeah. 19 That's years awesome. later, we're, we're still married. So yeah. it was a great decision. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Totally unrelated. Cool. So there, there you go. Totally unrelated. Now let's go back to sales. I, I know you <laughs> yeah. do some training and stuff like that. So I'm curious. I want to know that sales, um, you know, it's tough. The first, I know the first year is tough and it's, it's tough when we start cutting our teeth with sales and hmm. figuring this out, especially with, uh, at captives. Yeah. So do you want to know what I learned and how I learned it? Yeah, mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> Perfect. You know, my Great. at the time, at the time, our product wasn't really priced that competitively. You know, we so I had to learn to sell on value right away. So we weren't coming in with quotes, just just winning on price. And and that's a objection that that I always had to overcome in my first few years because our, our pricing wasn't that great. So I was taught pretty quickly to, to sell on value. And, and, and I learned that people buy insurance for one of three reasons. One is for price. That's always going to be a part of the factor. Two is uh, the coverages or what we're offering. And then three is the service that's given by us or the agency owner. 
So the only X factor there, the only thing that I have any control over is, is, is the service that we provide. Like I can't do anything with my product. I can't do anything with my pricing. You know, I can make sure that I'm, I'm working up the, the price as competitively as I can with all the discounts and things like that. But there's a, I'm going to land on a price, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to be right. And so, so I was learned, I was taught to, you know, create doubt in a sales uh, scenario so that when I'm doing a side-by-side comparison, I always had to make sure that my proposal had something extra to sell, you know? So if they're at 100, 300, I got to make sure that I got 250, 500, you know, if they have thousand dollar deductibles, I got to make sure I'm in at 500. So at the end of the presentation, it's like, look, I know this is $13 more a month, but I'm doubling your insurance. Doesn't that make sense to you? And so I had to always find a way to, to squeeze value into the proposal and if they were already maxed out on their coverages, the only thing I had to lean on was myself. You know, I was like, look, I run a really uh, efficient shop. You know, I answer my phone. Um, we're going to give you the best service that you, that, that you deserve. And I learned early that a lot of people are shopping insurance because their agent never calls them back. And I was shocked that people were having that experience. Like I couldn't imagine being that agent who's not calling people back. So I made a vow to myself and taught my team that like we return all the calls all the time. Like we we don't wait, even if we don't have the answer, we're going to let them know that their message was received. And every time I'm coming in my office and when I have messages, you know, I'm dialing the phone with people who need to talk to me, even as my computer's firing up. So like the service is the only thing that we really can, can differentiate ourselves with. I mean, I got a, I got another agent a half a mile from here. And I got another one a quarter of a mile from here. Like I could hit him with a six iron with a good wind behind me. And if I really get a hold of it, you know, like, but like <laughs> we're, we're three of us on the same block, you know? And so what, right. what do I have to do differently, you know, for them to want to buy from me? And so that's what I worked really hard on. Mm, love it. When it, yeah. the, the agency that I, that I, that I first got into um, here that I bought was in this, this tiny shopping center um we are a captive we're in a captive and then there's also a farmers right there and a state farm so literally we were just the only people that came in the office at that point were just somebody that was like ah i can go to i can go to all three of them right there (laughs) it's like the insurance food court right yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what it was yeah 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 it's 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 crazy, man. I, I, I love, um, you know, I love what indies do. Uh, but man, if you have the experience of selling for a captive, especially there's for long enough where your captive was the most expensive or the, the, the most difficult or, or didn't provide one of the coverages that all the other big ones do, then, um, oh man, it's like that, that experience is just so valuable. It was. You know? It was really important. So my closing ratio early in my career was in the low twenties. You know, that's just where I lived because that's so I would close one out of every four, one out of every five. And over the past three or four years, our closing ratio with with all the work that I put in over the past decade of building relationships here in town and earning referral sources and getting finally warm leads instead of cold leads, like our closing ratio last year was forty eight percent. Wow. And that's Holy. Uh, we're really proud of that, you know, and it just I think it, it took me a while to try and figure out why, like, why is my closing ratio so much better? And it's just because 
the business that's coming to us is coming from trusted sources. And they're like, you just go talk to Matt and he'll take care of you. And so we're, they're coming to us with trust already installed. And that is really just magical, you know? So like they're ready to buy when, when they come in the door. And that's just, that's years of cultivating relationships with, with the right people in town. So what kind of talk about that? Yeah. Oh, what kind of infrastructure have you built up um, now over all, all this time and having so many policies? Has that has that had to change your ability to talk to every client? Talk a little bit about yeah. that because I know that you know being the the person who everybody goes to can be a little maddening as you as you expand. Yeah, I heard. Some, I, I was working with a marketing guy a few years ago because I was a little, I was a little worked up because I, I, my book of business was getting bigger, and I had producers bringing people on, and they were bringing people on that I didn't know. So I had clients that I didn't know, and I, I was okay with that. Like I'm, I want my producers bringing business in for me when I'm not in the office. That's that's by design, you know. But but I'm the agent, you know. I'm the face. I'm the, my name's on the door and things like that. So I was worried that that these people wouldn't feel a connection to me, you know, and that was important. And so, so I worked with a marketing guy and we've done numbers of things over the years to try and get my name and face in their house, whether that's through the mail or through email or through social and things like that. And so um, he said, Matt, he's like, you have a good problem here. he said, the thing that you need to remember is that um, it's, you don't necessarily need to know them. He says, but they need to know you. And that was really, that was, that was awesome for me to hear. So I started kind of broadcasting more about me to them through whether it's an email blast or a mailer, just giving them pieces of me so that they knew that I had a family and I had a son and a daughter and I like to golf and I love Judas Priest or whatever it is, you know, so that mm-hmm. they can have a connection with me. And when they come in the door, they feel like they know me. And that was really the same way that like if you ran into your favorite, you know, television star, you know, if you pass them on the street, like you feel like you might know them because you've watched them for years and things like that. Um, It was kind of I wanted to have that kind of, you know, synthetic warmth, I guess, when people came in that they they knew me because they've seen my face because I've gotten in front of them so many times over the year over the years. And so. So that's something that we've worked hard to make sure that they feel a connection one way or another. I love that. That is such a cool uh, way to look at it. They don't, I don't need to know them, but they need to know me. I yeah. It's a that. little different, right? It's, I can't, I've got, I don't know, I have like 1800 households and there's probably 4,000 people. I, I can't know 4,000 people. You just, you just, right. It's just the reality of it. And it, it, I needed to understand that that was okay. And that that's what was important was that I needed to have some relief and be like, Matt, it's okay. You don't need to know them all, but you just, your, your role has changed a little bit. And that's, yeah. that, that's important to it's, recognize. It's yeah. tough to let go of the reins a little bit when you expand. Um, but yeah. I know that you've developed some one-to-many strategies, podcasting being one of them. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? To be continue. Hey, Jason. Yes, Mr. Craig. That was another awesome episode, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, if people want to get a little bit more action and, and learn how to do uh, write 100000 in premium yes. off of even the worst internet leads, where could they go? 
they can go to live.teledudes.com. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Are we going to be there? Yes. It's a weekly call that we're doing right now that will – it's live, and it will show you the process, the entire process. Mm. super awesome. Mm. I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sign up right now, live.teledudes.com. Live.teledudes.com. That's live.teledudes.com. Hey, Craig, there's a new community that we are starting that I cannot wait to tell everybody about. It is our live texting community where you and I are going to answer people's questions and give them free content, right? Are you kidding me? We get to talk to them? Yeah, which is awesome, but they have to opt in. They have to text us at 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. Nice. I'm Greg, are you going to respond to these texts? I'm going to respond to them for sure, live. I'm into it too. It's going to be well, awesome, and it's a it's going to be our new texting community where we're going to get back to everybody that we can and drop some crazy content, free content, and free um, the calculator that you just came up with. Mm. That's right, the calling calculator, sales material. I mean, everything for insurance agents. This is it. It's the best texting community out there for insurance agents. Well, what the heck is that number again? I can't remember it. It's 520-214-2219. That's okay. 520-214-2219. I love it. I'm going to text it right now. 520-214-2219. All right. I'll see you later, Mr. Jason. Bye, Mr. Craig. Wait, do they even listen to this on the radio anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Nice. Uh, all right.